Good morning. Welcome to chapel. My name is Sarah Dieter, and this morning's chapel will be led by this summer's ministry inquiry participants like myself. As we look forward to spending our summers in new places, working with Mennonite churches across America, we choose to dedicate this chapel as a final send-off as our student body, faculty, and staff break for the summer. This morning you will hear from Emily Trapp, a first-year student, Jesse Camacho, an MIP student this summer, and Bob Yoder, our campus pastor. They come to chapel today to tell us personal stories from this past year and share with us their thoughts and dreams for the summer ahead. As they share, or after they share, there will be a time of reflection and an opportunity to bring your thoughts to the cross. Our Bible verse for today comes from Philippians 1, 9 through 11. After I read the verse, I will light the lamp as a reminder of God's presence among us. Philippians 1, 9 through 11. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation and the righteousness and the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Good morning. Please stand with us as we sing.
226. We'll sing through it all the way through once. And in between each person's uh, story, we'll sing the refrain. Good morning. Today I'm very honored to be up here talking to you guys about how we're going to continue our faith through the summer when we're away from Goshen College. And I'm going to start by doing that by telling you a little bit about myself. Home for me is about 3,000 miles away in Canby, Oregon. Nobody in my family is Christian, nor are they musically inclined, nor do they like talking in front of large groups of people all that much. And to make a very long story short, I was baptized in my non-denominational Christian church in November of my senior year in high school with my family and close friends beside me. And to make an even longer story short, here I am today. 
I'm 19 years old and a music and communications double major at a private Mennonite college in Indiana. So let, let's stop for a second and evaluate this. The number one question I get asked when I meet new people in Indiana is, oh, hello, what's your name? I respond by, oh, I'm Emily Trapp. Oh, Trapp, that, that's interesting. Yeah, I know, it may not be Miller, Schwarzenegger, Zare, or Yoder, so that must be a sign I'm not Mennonite, which, folks, is true. But when they saw my name on the roster, they probably thought, hmm, that, that's interesting. There's only one trap on campus. Hmm. The second question I'm asked is, trap, like the Von Trapp family singers of The Sound of Music? Uh, yeah, that's me. I'm a direct descendant. Crazy, huh? <laughs> In addition, I've never made my own bread. I've never been to the Midwest before I came to Goshen. I was surrounded by mountains and zero humidity my whole life. And then, boom, I decided to go to school in Indiana. But you know, I am who I am, a non-denominational Christian who admits proudly that she's a little bit different from most people. But there's one significant thing I've realized, despite my diverse status on campus since I've been here. The love for God is present and lingering here always. I see, hear, and witness God in every inch of this place. The blooming flowers, the smell of the freshly cut grass by that old man riding that gigantic lawnmower, the thunderstorms, the rain, the sunshine, everything. Everything around us is God's creation. I think it's pretty safe to say that, like most people, I struggled during my first semester here. First time away from home, my family, my friends, everything I've ever known to be normal and routine for the last 18 years was gone and very, very far away. I often questioned, did I make the right choice? Was it worth coming out all the way out here for this sacrifice? I remember talking with a good friend who took me under their wing for a bit of redirecting spiritually. They let me cry and complain and talk about all my problems and amazingly just sat back quietly and patiently taking it all in. I was given a sticky note at the end of that conversation with a Bible verse on it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8, eight sorry, 18. <laughs> It read, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. The sticky note was immediately tacked up on my bulletin board so I could see it every day. It says again, be thankful in all circumstances. For me, that was being thankful when I was homesick, hurting, angry, confused, exhausted. Every emotion you could possibly name that we probably all experienced together, right? Pulling our first all-nighters, maybe failing our first test, dealing with difficult professors or friends, we can all relate, I'm sure. It became harder for me to convince myself of this verse, to praise God for everything that happened to us, good or bad. But looking back now, I understand the logic in all that chaos. It was bringing me closer, not bringing me farther away to God. It was helping me realize that I don't have control over every aspect of my life, nor should I. I have lived 18 years with control, with a plan, with a schedule, and for the first time I found myself in a place where God was really pushing me to feel what it's like to trust in him completely. So I'd wake up, look in my mirror where I'd posted that verse in addition to my bulletin board and say, okay, bring it on. Folks, today is May 14th. That means we're five days away from being done with our year at Goshen. I don't know about you, but that really blows me away. Whether we like it or not, we're all going our separate ways very soon. I'm flying back to Canby to work and spend time with my family and take pictures and play the piano and, I don't know, other summer things. Bonfires, driving with the windows down, family dinners, the whole package. Summer holds new challenges and new memories to be made. But I know one thing's for certain. I will hold God close to my heart because of what he has provided for me this year. Strength, 
knowledge, growth, and love. Because we all came here, we can be motivated to find beauty in every aspect of our daily life, whether it's no traffic on the way to work, laughing with your friends, or maybe just finding some quiet time to yourself. Our lives are at the peak of their potential right now. We are an unstoppable generation of people. We have so much energy and passion and love to give, don't you realize? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? We're powerful through the strength that God provides. And this summer, we can set forth on a new chapter of our lives by challenging ourselves to work harder. Anything that gets you to slow down and see how beautiful your life is, do it. How often do you just thank God for having a home, a meal, clothes on your back, friends who would do pretty much anything for you? In Isaiah 40, it says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. We have nothing to fear. We can do anything with God by our side, and when we wander from his paths, we will be brought back. And when we get too caught up in the new routine of summer, we will be reminded of our talents and abilities to serve. We will have opportunities to stop and realize just how lucky we are to come to Goshen College. And that's God in action for you. I'm going to leave you today to think about what role you want God to play in your summer. Think about your experiences that brought you here to Goshen and everything that, everything that was taught to you by, about yourself, those around you, your relationships, and the rest of the world. First Corinthians, First Corinthians says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will not boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so the power of Christ may rest upon me. And for the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. Everybody has a story and a plan for the summer away from Goshen College. Maybe it's time you shared yours. Turn again in your blue hymnals to number 226. We'll be singing the refrain as a response. I'm Jessie. I'm a sophomore nursing major. I'm currently taking oral communication, and one of my goals is to destroy that initial nervousness that I get when I get in front of people. So here I am, working to destroy. <laughs> so if this year didn't have to be condensed to four or five minutes, I could probably talk to you for hours. If I counted all of my blessings of this year, 
you may just fall asleep. Not out of boredom, but because it would take a really long time. This summer, I will be a part of the Ministry Inquiry Program, and I'm going to be working with the North Goshen Mennonite Church, partnered with the Center for Healing and Hope. As I gathered together my goals for this summer, I began reflecting on the growth that has taken place both in my heart and my mind over the course of this year. Things that I have learned throughout the year vary, and some of them I'm still learning today. And some of these things are from learning to be a disciple of Christ to balancing a full schedule of work and relationships and extracurricular activities, as all of you do. I have learned a deeper level of compassion for patients during clinicals and for people in general. How to better learn from my mistakes. How to let people in. How to give God control, slowly but surely. Letting go of fear of rejection. Not letting grades or school become an idol, and much more. I'd like to share with you all just a couple of reflections of the year which have shaped me into the person I am today. As a ministry leader, I have learned a lot about relationships. I've really appreciated being able to help brothers and sisters in their struggles, as well as laugh with them about random things. I've deepened my understanding of love, empathy, and compassion for others. The surprising part is what led me to deepen my understanding of these things. Growing up, as a coping mechanism for myself from emotional, emotionally painful situations was to suppress all negative emotions. Um, that way I could forget about what happened and move on with life um, happily and with a positive attitude. At the time though, I didn't really understand that I was suppressing any of my emotions. I thought that I was letting them go by not really dealing with them and by telling myself that everything's gonna be okay what I didn't know is that deep, scarred would be, deep scars would be formed from this coping strategy. As I grew closer to people, rather than revealing my struggle, oh, sorry. As I grew closer to people, I found it easier for me to reveal my struggles after facing them, just me and God, or sometimes just me, rather than revealing my struggles as I was facing them. I didn't open that door to allow those who care about me the most to help me. Then God said, vulnerability is love. When I learned to be vulnerable with others, even if I was afraid of the outcome, or even if it caused me many tears, I learned to let others love me. What I also learned is that sharing my struggles helped me to show my love and trust for them also. Learning vulnerability has taught me to be a better friend, not only to people, but to God as well. My biggest lesson, I would say, has been not to take God for granted. Here I am, living my life the way I want, taking enough control so that I remain comfortable, all the while knowing that God has a plan for me, which he can carry out if I invite him to. At any moment, I can reach out to God and find out that he'd been reaching out to me all along. In Matthew 7, 7 through 8, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, 
He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. One night, I asked, I asked, Holy Spirit, will you be my best friend? Not just someone that I talk to whenever I want or need something, but someone I talked with throughout the day, someone I can joke with, someone to listen to, and someone to share my deepest thoughts with. Immediately, I was filled with overwhelming joy, and I knew that this day would mark change. Ever since, I've been learning how to hear God, how to discern what he wants me to do and what he doesn't. And my passion for reading and studying his word has increased like never before. By no means does this make me perfect in any way. In, in my human ways, I make many mistakes. And so this summer, I encourage you all to ask, for God will give it to you. And seek him, and he will show himself to you in ways you've never imagined. Knock, and the, knock on the doors of God's love, joy, and plans for you, and he will welcome you with open arms. Thank you. Turn once again in your blue hymnal, 226, as a song of response. My name is Bob Yoder, one of the campus pastors. What do I take with me from this past school year as I head into the summer? One quick answer is a deeper sense of God's faithfulness, even when life doesn't feel so fun. At the beginning of this academic year, I learned that my older brother had brain cancer, in which there is no cure, and it's one of the most aggressive forms that there is. Dale has been a living testimony of God's faithfulness to those around him. And so, I take with me into this summer a deeper sense of understanding of that faithfulness, even though I am 550 miles away from him, and even though that faithfulness is intertwined with grief and questions and pain and hope. As I reflect on this past year, I've gained a greater appreciation for endurance and making the necessary little efforts and steps along the way to get through one's goals. By this point in the school year, I feel a bit tired and a bit winded. And then I realize it's for good reason. There were many wonderful activities this past year. There were many wonderful conversations to be had and people to meet. My life has been impacted over and over and over in a relatively short span of my life. I've also gained an appreciation for the hard work that it takes to build up endurance, to not only live through a school year, but also when I completed my second full marathon this past fall in Greece, Marathon to Athens with 13 miles of uphill. And so what I take with me into this summer is that the little steps really do matter, and that I like half marathons much better. 
Another lesson for me from this past year is that I'm learning what it's like to be the father of a little boy who started preschool. It's fun to hear about Josiah's days and the adventures that he has in those days and the activities that he's done. But it's also interesting to get word from his teacher that as good of a kid as he is and as decent of a kid as he is, he still decided to punch a little girl waiting in line to go to the bathroom for no apparent reason. There's nothing like having a conversation with my wife, Pamela, for both of us to wonder, how the heck does this kid, the son of two Mennonite pastors who are deeply committed to pacifism, get off doing this? Must be the Bressler gene pool, is what I say. And so I take with me a sense of humility into this summer. As parents and adults, we do the best that we can, but people will still be people. Kids will still be kids. And I'm sure this will not be the last time in my life that my face will turn red and go, I don't know. Finally, I've been positively affected by the many one-on-one conversations that I've had with you all as students this year. Whether it was my fall Bible colloquium class, which I thoroughly enjoyed, last summer's inquiry program participants, this coming summer's inquiry program participants, our ministry leaders and other student leaders on campus, basics interviews, premarital counseling sessions, or the people who simply stop by my office or say, hey, can we have a chat? I genuinely love having conversations with you all as students, hearing what's going on in your life, your struggles, your joys, your dreams, your hopes, exploring with you your big questions of life and faith, and seeing how much people mature and grow in a year, in two years, in four years while you're here. And so what I take with me into this summer is a reminder of the importance to take time for relationships, to take time to listen, to take time to be present with people, with God. May God continue to walk with you as you live into your summers. just heard the testimonies of three people now. They've each experienced God in a unique way this summer or this past year and they'll each experience God in a unique way this coming summer. It's important to remember that each of us will experience God in a unique way this coming summer as well. I'd ask you now to think about the past year in silence. Silence is scary but don't be overwhelmed. Instead enter silence as a sanctuary and let God speak to you. As you do, we invite you to bring your fears, your hopes, your joys, your expectations to the cross 
At the end of your pews, you'll find papers and markers. If you don't see any around you, you can look around. There's some on a pew nearby. And there's a basket up here. We'd invite you to write down those fears, those hopes, and bring them to the cross. I'll have five to ten minutes of silence. And just listen to God speak.
guys can leave whenever you are ready, but feel free to stay and reflect. <laughs>